Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Craig Ruffalo, Vice President here at McKinney Flavelle, and I'm sitting in for Mr. Michael Coughlin as your MC today for our Hot Commodity Podcast. And today is Friday, April 15th, 2022. It is Good Friday and Tax Day for everybody. And I'm joined here by our Master of Risk Management out of Naperville, Illinois. It's Mr. Sean Bingham. Sean, how are you today, man? I'm doing great. Good, uh, happy, good Friday to you. And uh, you know, quick question: since you just brought it up, did they? Do we not have uh, an extension to the 18th? We do on taxes. Okay. We do. Just because you because you were freaking me out there for a second. <laughs> I'm having to file an extension anyway, so I, you know. Yep, I do the same thing. 15th, 18th, August, whatever it is, I'm, 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 we're paying our taxes. Yeah, Let's just yeah, put it that, that, that that's right. That is right. <laughs> Well, today the markets are closed uh, for Good Friday, so there's not a lot of activity going on on the futures market. Uh, but we had an announcement uh, this week, Sean, that uh, the White House has decided that they're going to extend the uh, E15 blend. For those that don't know, that's our ethanol component of our Arbob gasoline. And, you know, obviously the concept here is to try to put some relief to the high gas prices. I don't know about Chicago. But out here in California, we pay an arm leg and somebody else's leg for gasoline. I mean, the average price per gallon is $5.69. So you can imagine all of us Californians were hoping that we could see some relief in prices. Yeah. How is Chicago gas prices? Well, volatile, right? Right now. Uh, <laughs> so it depends, depends what day you go. I think the last time I filled up Craig and I unfortunately have a truck. I think you have a truck too. So it's, uh, I do my, uh, card shuts off at a hundred dollars, so I can't even fill my truck up. <laughs> uh, four forty, I believe was the last, last okay. time I filled up here recently. So yeah. there you go. I mean, obviously across the country, we're all struggling with a little bit of this high gasoline prices with crude oil at hovering or above a hundred bucks a barrel. And so with all the geopolitical issues, this is an administration that is attempting to do something, uh, rather than just sitting on the sidelines. However, I don't know that they really understand the ramification of what this might do to a grain that is used to make E15 or E-ethanol in this case, and that's corn, Yeah, uh, which has obviously been on a bullish to price uh, run here in the last eight to 10 months, as you have well documented uh, in previous podcasts. So I thought maybe we'd just kind of talk a smidge about uh, what this uh, extension of E15 might mean to uh, corn prices and how that might be reflected uh, in some of the things that we're doing to help people on their risk management. So absolutely. Yep. You know, I, you know, I think the way, the, the way to go about this is, is we saw April's WASDE numbers that kind of kept things even at the carry out with a little bit of upside to ethanol demand, a little downside to feed. And, you know, that's just a, a wash. But I think what we're going to find in the next three WASDE reports is a, a continued increase in ethanol demand, uh, which is going to spur a continued worryment of the market for tight supply. Uh, for the remainder of this crop year and probably lower carryout, which, you know, in your uh, model, it's not been very bearish to price on corn already. So 
I'm a bit nervous about where we might see things go on corn. Can you maybe talk to the listeners a little bit about where we are on the maybe the non-commercial positions for corn right now and kind of the influence that that has on top of what might E15 be? Yeah, of course, you know me, I'm a numbers guy, right? So I was digging into the data, at, you know, following this announcement uh, this, in, in our podcast today. So I've got some things I can share as far as impact, uh, you know, as far as speculator positions, they, uh, they're long corn. They've been long corn for many, many months now, just kind of throwing some uh, paperwork around. But I believe they've got, they're using about 50 to 60% of max leverage, max margin for corn. It's the highest of pretty much any of the commodities that we watch. So uh, very, very bullish from a speculator standpoint. On the on the E15 uh, news, like you said, I, I think this is a, uh, a drop in a bucket, very similar to what we saw with the release of the SPR. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, probably uh, very little impact. Here's just coming from data from the EIA of what we use. So we're, you know, first of all, almost all gasoline has, has some ethanol in it. 98% of it is E10, 10% ethanol. The amount of E15 and E85, which is the flex fuel, is less than one half of a percent of, of gasoline. So we're talking about a three and a half month uh, lifting of of that restriction between June first and September fifteenth. If I do, if I did the math correctly, and there's never a guarantee of that right off the bat, but if I did the math correctly, Craig, it's looking to me like thirty million bushels uh, of additional corn usage for the year. Now, if I if I if I follow that along and I throw that into the balance sheet you know, and, and reduce our, reduce our ending stocks by that 30 million bushels roughly. And I look at, if you look at, if you plot, you know me, I plot that regression line of prices versus, uh, versus stocks to use. If you throw that 30 million and you lower and you, and you reduce our stocks to use down by, by that equivalent, it is a tiny (laughs) change in the price, uh, of, of corn. So it, 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 to me, it would change corn by seven cents. Okay. So, all right. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's not as as concerning to to you and I, and the, from the statistical standpoint. But you can bet that speculators or anyone else has got their ear to the ground as far as this goes, because perception is greater than reality. So we may have to pay up to then have it retrace back yeah. uh, to get to your seven cent a bushel equivalent. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll call it the uh, established value for this kind of move on physical number yeah. of bushels. The other one that's going to be an interesting component of that, Sean, is going to be the fact that we're going to be turning the export market on its ear back to the United States. I think China is starting to make waves to come back here as the South Americans are having issues. Argentina's got a trucker strike, so it's somewhat delaying the delivery of grains to their ports. So again, the perception greater than reality statement holds, and I'm concerned that we're going to have just a movement of speculators to continue to add to their uh, long net long yeah. positions uh, here for the grains complex, but specifically on corn. And we're, you know, of course, a little delayed on plantings with the blizzard that just went through, you know, some of the upper Midwest. And uh, that'll that'll put a little bit of a delay in the startup of the planting season, too. Yeah. And I'll add to that, that 
along with the already tight supplies issues we have and planning problems we have and, and Ukraine war, you know, we got we got inflation numbers this week that were horrible. That's right. Oh, terrible. They they were terrible. And so what's happened, the other very noticeable thing happening with speculator positions is the flight of money coming in from from commodity ETFs, commodity uh, mutual funds. These are we're seeing inflows almost each and every week because people are nervous about inflation and they're using commodities, not not just to maybe, uh, you know, uh, offset their own costs, but, you know, obviously to make make some money as the commodity indexes go higher, but also to protect against uh, what will obviously be a, a a sharply rising interest rates from the Fed and probably considerably lower equities down the road. So not only are we, are speculators buying because of just the the, the trend in, in all these commodities, but now we're seeing what I would call more retail oriented money fly in in these commodity indexes. So the the whole E E fifteen thing, I think again a drop in the bucket. Uh, Arbob, uh, I mean, volatility in Arbob is 58.5%. It's on, on an average, the average range is 16 cents a day in Arbob. <laughs> so, I mean, even even if they're right and they say it's going to drop the price of gasoline 10 cents, you'll never know it. You'll never be able to prove it because that's, that's you know, that's less than the average range of, of crude oil a day. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, again, it's I think it was an announcement to attempt to try to show that the administration is doing something to try to combat higher gasoline prices, as we've seen record highs or near record highs for gas in, in certain areas of the country. So, of, of course, they've got yeah. a lot riding on anything that is stated uh, out of the administration right now. And so if they can do anything for a win, uh, even if it's perception, uh, they're going to attempt to do so. I, I just wanted to make sure our listeners out there understood kind of the ramification of what that might mean to the corn market. And so I appreciate what you're saying there. And, you know, I, I, I feel like right now we are in one of those things like the real estate market where we have just absolutely outpaced the demand component of this just because perception is that things are tight. And at some point, a bubble is going to burst. But what's going to keep it afloat, to your point, is the inflation component. And just the fact that we're going to be moving money out of equities into commodities for safe harbor and or for profit taking on on volatility. So we're going to have a bumpy uh, summer is what it boils down to, folks. So it's just like going through the Midwest in the summer in an airplane. You're going to have a little turbulence um, <laughs> because that's the way things go. And we're just going to exacerbate it if we see uh, retail money come in on the ETFs. Uh, so folks, I just wanted uh, us to have uh, the ear uh, of you today. And, and I appreciate Sean, you getting on here with me to talk a little bit about this, maybe calming people down a little bit to understand that it isn't going to be ethanol. It's going to go through the roof as far as uh, pull on corn, but we could see another 20 to 40 million bushel uh, increase in the demand pool. So what it'll do is it'll just uh, continue the pace of the bullish to price on futures, probably give the wet millers a, another reason for discussion as far as things that are going to impact your negotiations for 2023, because it means grind is not going to be allocated away from ethanol. It's going to go back towards it for those that are producing it. So from commercial standpoint, uh, this will be another component of the wet millers uh, argument for price increases coming into 2023. And so uh, let's just leave it there for now. Uh, and I will applaud that the 
Blackhawks beat my Sharks in a shootout last night, and you were witness they did. to it. I was there. And, you, you were probably uh, the reason I, that it happened that way too. I'm sure. Yeah, and I, and in a weird way, I kind of feel, still feel like I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that must have been exciting. I've never yeah. been to a shootout in a in a live yeah. hockey game. I gotta imagine that's pretty cool. First time for me. First time for me. And uh, I was a partial season ticket holder for a long time. So that many years ago. Well, neither of those teams are in the hunt for the playoffs. They're in a rebuild mode. You knew they they're in a rebuild not. mode, and that's okay. That happens. Uh, but we're on to the baseball season and so we're going to find out if the White Sox and Cubs have anything to say about their divisions uh, you know I didn't think the Cubs had much going on but it seems like they've got a promising start um, to their season we'll, we'll find out obviously those wretched St. Louis Cardinals um, and that's for Nicole's purpose uh, the Cardinals yes. are always a tough one to beat in that division so they are well everybody I wanted to say uh, happy good Friday to you uh, as Mike always says We want to live our lives with an attitude of gratitude. And don't forget, in just under two weeks, we're going to be in Sean's. Thought you were going to forget about it. No way. We're going to be in your (laughs) neck of the woods, my friend. Speaking of Chicago. That's right. It's Chicago-centric day here in the podcast is that we're going to have that spring seminar. And, you know, the neat thing about this is we've got two ways for you to join us. One is in person, which is what we uh, absolutely want you there. But if you just can't make your travel plans to get to Chicago on the 27th of April in Oak Brook, Illinois at the La Meridian, uh, we have a live stream option for you. So get on our website at www.mckinney-favelle.com. Register today. Show your support. And we are going to have a fantastic lineup. And Sean's going to be one of those Absolutely. stars that's going to be speaking. So you can't miss can't miss that guy. Yeah, and I think uh, I think I was talking to Mike. I thought we were. He said something about giving away a bushel of corn for everybody that shows up. Oh, that, I, I don't like know that. if that. I don't know if that. Either was that just, or a gallon of gas. Or a gallon Ooh, of yeah. gas. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure how you get the bushel of corn back home on the airplane. But you know, I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll we'll I, give you a rin for a credit for some ethanol. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. Well, with that, Sean, we'll wrap today's uh, podcast up, and you have a wonderful weekend. Uh, be safe and yep. enjoy it. Hopefully, the winds have calmed down in the windy city for you the, for the weekend. Yep, yep. Everyone have a, a wonderful Easter and uh, do this again. Thanks, everybody. Have a great one. Bye. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favelle.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.